Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Chara walking down Broadway. He scores! Zdeno Chara's 200th goal in the National Hockey League. Uh, first in the mic, we got Nick Lanciani. Today, after four years, nine months, and 19 days or so, I'm officially announced. Drew, you are a bad person. Okay. Thank, thank you, Drew. Thank you. Uh, I am officially announcing that I've yet to formally complete the paperwork that will therefore officially make me once again gamefully employed and thereby allow me to tell you more at a later date. Uh, I would like to start by thanking the entire organization that I'm about to go to, but cannot announce just yet officially, in particular, name redacted, and other name of a person I was told is also a Boston guy, even though I am technically not a, quote, Boston guy, in the traditional sense that I was neither born nor raised in Boston. But we'll soon get to meet this other guy who, once again, shall remain known as name redacted for now, for the privilege and opportunity to work as a position redacted. I would also like to thank Teamwork Online for making this happen. When I started applying to jobs as a young man, I never imagined to one day be sitting at a press conference after almost five years of being unemployed and having spent the last eight years blogging and podcasting about the NHL. This all feels surreal. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was very challenging to face near constant rejection from an early age, but despite applying to over 300 jobs, I was lucky to get this one and have my family, friends, and Twitter pals who kept telling me not to give up, get out of the house, and go outside at the very least, for the love of God, please do something already, and that hard work will always pay off. There were a few people who saw potential and believed in me. I'd like to thank Carolina Panthers Radio Executive Producer David Langton, my former Carolina Panthers Radio Network co-workers, my former co-workers at Nesson, including Brian Zicello, PW, Jack Edwards, Andy Brickley, and so many more for all their support in those early years. I'd also like to thank Chris Gear, Cam Hasbrook, and Drew Johnson for letting me slide in their DMs and offer whatever it is I've done around here after hearing them butcher my name on the fourth episode of Brews and Bruins and make the bold claim that I'm a, quote, nice guy, or a decent follow, or something. I have to thank Jess Belmasto, Jessica Lindsay, and noted friend of the podcast, Kat Silverman, for helping make helping me with hockey ramblings, air fryer recommendations, and podcast appearances over the years. I was so fortunate and happy to be a member of the James L. Knight School of Communication at Queen's University of Charlotte from 2013 to 2017. 
I'd like to thank Dr. White, Dr. Lyons, Professor Cornelius, Dr. Nathaniel, Dr. Pupchek, Dr. MacArthur, and anyone I forgot to mention for taking a chance on me over the years with my development while attaining my bachelor's in communication. I would also like to thank WordPress for giving me a chance on February 2nd, 2014 to create Down the Frozen River for the first time on the internet. Down the Frozen River was also part of my, of my most recent career in that it's what I kept working on while unemployed. I'd like to take this moment to thank myself, I guess, for still having that after all these years. After starting Down the Frozen River and in need of two internships to graduate from Queens, I became Carolina Panthers Radio Network intern for two seasons where, under the leadership of David Langton and company, I was encouraged to operate radio equipment I had precisely zero experience with. And remember, if you're calm, everyone's calm, if something went wrong with any part of the broadcast. Thank you all. Before I move to my longest part of my career as a hockey Twitter minor character, I also want to mention and thank Nesson. Their entire staff were, their entire staff were tremendously welcoming. In 2013, I joined Twitter. Not only that, but I was honored to be followed by some verified accounts and interact with a plethora of people who were mostly kind and not telling me to unalive myself. I would like to thank the following hardworking original trio members of DTFR, Colby Kephart and, and Connor Keith, as well as Frank Finelli, Jordan Detro, Peter Merkel, Captain Cornelius, Sean Riley, and Cam Davis, who came along later in various capacities over the course of eight years as a blog slash podcast. With Colby and Connor, I was able to take, to take an improbable dream to another level. They gave me the confidence and opportunity to be myself in all situations, and through their guidance, they helped me to become a better friend, leader, producer, and person. Alongside those two, I'd like to thank their partners, Hannah Mixer-Kephart and Addie Smith, respectively, who are very important in keeping all of us grounded, but mostly Colby and Connor, since they are, of course, in said aforementioned relationships with Hannah and Addie. I cannot, I cannot express enough how lucky I am to have so many great friends and Twitter mutuals who became real-life friends over the years. I've already thanked most of them, but to add to the list, I'd like to give a shout to Gorms, Sean, Josh, Matt, Valter, the Evolving Hockey Twins, the Scorch Stack, and actually way too many people to list, but you know who you are. We're trying to keep this podcast episode relatively short, so, you know. Uh, I learned a lot from all my friends over the years, both on and off Twitter, but some of the best memories I have are from that week in Vermont, and I don't know, other times too. Lampy, Stank, Egan, Keys, Anzi, and Mark, you were some of my favorite runners and people from my high school cross-country, indoor track, and outdoor track days. None of you were sitting here today, but but I'm sure it's because you just don't even know that Prison Bruins exists. But I really appreciate all of you and, and occasionally seeing you at reunions, weddings, and whatever else we're bound to bump into each other at, if at all, these days. Love you guys. Thank you. I would like to thank all the teachers and coaches for everything they have done in the background for me over, over the many years before college and in deck hockey outside of your regular school activities. Those people work in the background and should be recognized because they are all make a lot of sacrifices working extra hours to ensure we all get a good ed education, become better students, critical thinkers, better teammates, and decent members of our community at large who do things the right way so we can perform at our best. I couldn't have done it without their help and support. I also want to now acknowledge the media. There were times when I DM Pete Blackburn with little anecdotes about my day in college and since then. He's always been nice and I still have to deliver a couple of paintings to him. Ty Anderson as well. Not paintings, but kind DMs. I'm going to miss being near them ge geographically speaking, but I promise I'll sporadically keep in touch. To all the fans, you are such a big part of this podcast and especially wherever you listen to it from. I want to thank you on behalf of the Bruise and Bruins co-host for your support, for your passion, and for your love. They are very fortunate to have you behind them and they will always cherish your listener questions and responses. Thank you very much for everything. 
I would like to thank my family. And it is at this point in Zidane Chara's retirement speech where he spoke about his own family, as in his wife and kids, of which I have neither. So I guess shouts to my immediate family and extended relatives. Looking back, I am honored to have made 39 appearances on this show and 253 episodes of my own podcast. No other guest is allowed to surpass my record, and I will get that in writing. Thank you all. Thank you to all the fans for your support, and I will make sure these guys make t-shirts that say 37s all around with my likeness so you might always remember me. I took a tremendous amount of pride in how I always prepared for my appearances and for my own show over the past eight years. I always tried to lead by example of dedication, discipline, and drive, as well as a good old-fashioned adapted quote from a future Hockey Hall of Famer's retirement speech. So I could help to lead and be the best example to my co-hosts so we could collectively push each other to be a better show and better people off the internet. When I started blogging and podcasting, I would never have imagined the things we'd accomplish, like selling enough t-shirts to have an company outing at a bowling alley, despite not actually existing as a company, creating fake award shows known as participation trophies after one game and or one week, the mid-seasonies, as well as creating a game show segment called Off the Cuff that featured the very best of cringe comedy in the wise words of Chris Gear. I know I can walk away from DTFR and Bruise and Bruins today with gratitude, honor, pride, and more importantly, actual employment. I am not walking away completely from the game, but it's now time to go work for an NHL team and do my job in the background of their arena. I am proud to call the Commonwealth of Massachusetts my home state. It is a place and a land filled with Duncan. Thank you all. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Charles, the big reach. What a huge pirouette. And the big man scores. Cut from Chara. Oh, he heard him again. There's Chara. The drive scores. Zanino Chara's first hat trick. And here come the Chapeaus. Two retirements on one podcast. <laughs> oh, that's it's great. That's Where else can you get that? Well, we couldn't we couldn't get Zidano to come on, so we thought we'd get Lance. You thought you just get his birthday twin, and here I am. There you go. Um, yeah, thanks, Lancey, for like everything you've done for this podcast sometimes you've done more than us quite honestly the least i could do (laughs) (laughs) the same that's why it worked out um (laughs) no i mean yeah thanks thank you obviously for uh for all the help you've been an incredible part of this podcast and uh the first time part-time co-host uh nick lanciani and uh forever cherishing the rafters like that uh 33 jersey will be as it is behind you right now um, but of course, you know, players come out of retirement from time to time for uh, alumni games, that sort of thing. So 
Uh, I, have a, I have a sneaking suspicion for anyone who is actually worried out there that this is not the last time you'll be hearing uh, Nick Lanciani on the podcast. And also, if you hear me in like a, uh, a month or two from now, that's probably a bad sign because <laughs> I would like to maintain employment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was going to pepper you with a couple questions, Lancey, but I, I didn't realize we we're still in the neighborhood acting phase. So uh, I guess we'll have to save that portion for another time. To be continued. Oh, yeah, no, we got we got more stuff, too, folks. Don't worry. That's not the end. Zidane Chara. Oh, yes, the big man. Oh, so to kick us off, I came up with some what they're anagrams when you like rework the letters. So I got Zach Rad one, Chad Ran Oza, Arch Zinato, Zar Handio, and Ahon Cards. Alrighty then. I'm trying to figure out this. One of them you can do ranch something. Ranch. Ranch. Ranch Donez zoned. I don't know. It's ranch zoned. Ranch zoned? Can you do ranch zoned? No, because there's two ends. There's only one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm like, what's the. That's a bummer. Mm. Um, (laughs) Ranch though. I think ranch though works. Good. Uh, anyway, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Oh man, I just—I'm not ready to like. I'm not emotionally prepared to like dive into the whole char thing right now. It's just like that's a I, the one thing I'll, I guess I'll start by saying is that like the, the 2011 Bruins core that I'm sure you know a lot of us idolized. I feel like you started to see that kind of falling apart over the last couple of years, and I think when Rask retired, it was like a, a, a heavier hit. Even even with Char gone, um, kind of a heavier hit and kind of a I think the mental turning point for me anytime you're changing franchise goaltenders uh, is going to be a little bit of a, a turn in the history books. Um, but it still didn't quite feel like the end of a Bruins hockey era. You know, there's a weird, you know, goaltending, especially franchise goaltenders like that, it, it, you kind of associate it um, with, the, with the franchise. And, you know, that was when Rass was playing or those were the Tui Thomas days or whatever. But – for a player like Zidane Ochara, there is a very, very specific and pretty incredible turnaround that happened as a result of him specifically, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And this is the one that really, truly feels like an end of an era, not just for the Bruins, but for kind of the NHL in a way. And and I guess, I you know, more specifically through the Bruins lens, uh, even though he's been yeah. gone for two seasons now, just that rock for a a team that, you know, was struggling. Let's not forget for the early two thousands. And, uh, you know, I think the day that I forget what it was, July 16th or June, whatever the f- it was when they signed Char and Mark Savard is, is July very, 1st, 2006, but that's, close that's, that's the one, there was a one and a six in there. I remember uh, like it was yesterday, but it just, was just yesterday for you, Drew. Very clearly a date that turned around the the fortunes of this franchise. And and obviously Savard played a huge role in that. I don't want to take away from that. I love Savvy. It's my dream to get on this podcast someday. But uh, obviously, I think especially even he would say you can't really overshadow the contributions that Zane Ochara had in the Bruins. Just kind of carrying on that torch of, of, you know, leaders on the blue line the Bruins have seemingly always been blessed to have. So um, it's it's just crazy to, to picture an NHL without Big Z out there. Yeah, I think um, 
I'm included in this, but I think a lot of fans underappreciated him for a big period there. I mean, when we got him and he just as he got older, like when we got him, people were pretty excited. It seemed and he was doing good. And through that 2011 season, hell yeah. And then I think fans started to get more and more on him um, just as he aged, as the speed wasn't not like he had fucking lightning fast speed ever, but you know, the speed was less there. He was kind of relying more on his reach. And I feel like it, it, when you look at it, he's held that defense together post 2011 all the way through to when he left the Bruins. He really was the glue there, not just as a leader in the locker room, but on that blue line, especially anchoring that down while we were trying to figure out stuff with McAvoy. And we had Boychuk go out. We had Ferentz leave. We had McQuaid leave all, all that. Um, and just is there the a way to adapt upon this rock for Zidane Chara? Upon this boulder? <laughs> there you go. Upon this boulder, <laughs> yeah. It's not just a boulder. It's a rock. Um, and Chara was a rock. Like, he, he just was reliable. And, yeah, he had some stuff with age where he was slowing down a bit and his game wasn't as sharp. But he still held on. So he had the reach, he had the drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just the leadership. Um, and I feel like it doesn't feel like the era is fully closed, at least in the Bruins, like you were talking about, Cam, just because Bergeron is more that exists. guy. Once Bergeron leaves, you know, but when we look back, we're older, a decade from now, and we look back and we're trying to tell some young little piece of shit who just put dog shit on our porch and we have to stamp it out after you lit it on fire. I don't know. This is just imagining, but we can tell them about like, Oh, this team of Bergeron of Chara of Tuca of Marshy of Krejci. And just like, that's the, like, we hear about the glory days of or and Espo. There are Esposito. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, it, it, he definitely got some shit, some deserved maybe just in terms of people observing his slowing down. But I think he got a little, too underappreciated and i think everyone now looking back can probably appreciate him a whole lot more it's very weird uh i've so I, this off season i've read like six or seven books i don't remember the final total because i'm still going to try to read one more before puck drop on the regular season but uh in sean thornton's little uh i guess you would call it an autobiography slash memoir because i don't know what the definition technically implies whether you know you consider all the entire life or moments in a life. But anyway, he talks about leadership uh, because though he did not wear an A, he was one of the leaders in the 2011 Bruins room, uh, especially going into the final. He was one of only a handful of guys that had been to the final before and won it. So he knew you know kind of what to do. But he, he talks about Zdeno's leadership. He talks about how you know, there's there's kind of those two different Chara eras when you have Chara and Seidenberg and all that. And then you have Chara and the early days of Hamilton and Carlo and McAvoy, where his game had changed, sure, but he was never bad per se, you know. But in the early days, he was a guy that would get 10, 20 goals a season which is insane given everything else that he does. In his later days, he remained the same type of leader. He remained the same type of competitor. He just couldn't necessarily always put up those points, but that's where a guy like Charlie McAvoy comes in handy. 
And so that was just fun to read. If you get his book, great plug, co-written by Dale Arnold. Pick it up on uh, your local bookstore or Amazon, I guess, if you want to support that. Uh, or go to yeah. Dale Arnold's house. Find him. Go, Find go up Arnold. to his front door, be a creep, and ask him if he has a copy of the book and if he would sign it, please. Uh, uh, no, uh, disclaimer, please do not do that. Do not actually you, do, that. Uh, do that. It was not because of us. But uh, I don't know if you want to get into any personal stories with Z or or find yeah. the only one. Yeah, no, please do. I, I, I'm not I, fortunate enough to have one. So yeah. I have some <laughs> personal, but not uh, too personal. So go ahead, Lancey. I'd love to hear one. Well, you know, he's he's just he's the man, obviously. And uh, I when I was an intern at Nesson, after every game, win or lose, Zidane Ochara and Patrice Bergeron always the two guys there were a few other players that would make appearances and whatnot but they would go you know patrice would meet with the patrice's pals booth from that night charo would meet with whoever was there for special purposes and just as everyone has said the consummate professional because you know they could win eight to nothing or they could lose eight to nothing you could win two to one in a close hard-fought game and he always was very polite smiling doing his duty giving back to the community because uh, I don't know if you know the countless times people talk about him in the North end. They're like, yeah, he just bikes to work. Uh, he comes in here and gets his haircut like everyone else. Like he's, he's not too fancy. And yet he's a guy that knows like seven different languages, reads a book in a day and does so many other things that I don't know, some, someone that you might think is a bit out there, but admirable would do and not at all quite, as reachable or as approachable as he is and yet he's just that he's a gentle giant on the streets you don't want to encounter him on the ice but he's the kindest coolest person to run into either when i was at work or in the pro shop when i bumped into him one time and he he jokingly said like i work here and i was like i know <laughs> I, I i was trying to not bump into you purposefully because i'm letting you have your you know your time to yourself your day off he was in there to get some things for his kids and on his way and i was there because uh that was the 2017 stanley cup tour the 100th anniversary centennial celebration and so i was like oh, i might as well go in and i was yeah i just don't want to bother him because he is really nice down to earth everything that everyone has ever said about him uh really cool guy yeah. Uh, my my personal memory being at game five of the Stanley Cup final against St. Louis, uh, the applause that he got there returning from the broken jaw, um, which I've talked about. And then I was actually at that game where he scored the hat trick. I think that was against Carolina. That was against Carolina Hurricanes because yeah. I was also there. Oh, yeah. That, we've talked about I think we've talked about how we were both there and it was just fate. That we were to I, I made my mom wear a jersey to that game because I was like, Ma, you have to wear a jersey at least once. Like just go and you know be be a rabid fan or something. And I lent her my Zdano Char winner classic jersey. And then when he scored the hat trick, she texted me and was like, The jersey's mine now, I'm not giving it back. You know, I I'm trying to remember actually if I met him because we went to like this preseason cookout there and I met Bergeron and I met a bunch of players. I was pretty young. It's when Abusa cooked me a burger um 
but I think I meant Legendary Santino Story. there. And if if I did, there's a photo of it, and I really want to go find it and see how much fucking taller he was than like my nine year old self. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Ten- a lot. Uh, unrelated side note memories. His interviews with Naoko Funayama on the ice post 2011 Stanley Cup playoff wins, and then 2013, even I think she was still at NASA at the time. Just the the immense size difference, and yet he is you know the biggest, brightest smile on his face, and the nicest, kindest, most professional person that you can be. Listening to the questions, answering the questions, giving a a full detailed response. But I don't want to take up too much of Cam's time here to to talk about Chara memories. Like, there's something that's worth it. It's it's Z memories. So um, it is nice to like have those reaffirmed. I feel like with a lot of athlete, athletes, you hear like, "Oh, such a great guy off the ice," and blah blah blah. And like, I don't know. Usually, I trust people who are insiders who are saying those. You know what I mean? Like, when you trust people who are saying those are, you know, the types of people they are, it's it's cool. But um, to have it kind of reaffirmed by just kind of more everyday people like us although not not lancy for long as he is going to work for name redacted soon so um but just to have that reaffirmed and, and just kind of show you that it's not just when the media is watching that it is just everyday interactions with fans and stuff is always really special and uh i feel like he's somebody who's been really praised for that over his time and uh, kind of like lancy said just the consummate professional in every manner on the ice um with the way he plays with the way he trains off the ice with the way he interacts with the fans with the media um, there's very few players aside from maybe his teammate uh, Patrice Bergeron who constantly and for this long have carried themselves with with such a, a high level of, of professionalism and just good character. So um, obviously a loss for for Bruins fans and stuff, even though he hasn't been here for a couple of years, but also for the team or, um, be around the organization, um, everyone in the league, really. But also. Sounds like the door is left being open or being left open rather to uh, some some future reunions uh, for Big Z and the Bruins. So you never know. Let them have some family time. Coach, knees and toes, knees and toes. Tallest head coach in history. Let's fucking go. That'd be fun.